This is The Leverage Advantage, sharing expert lessons on marketing, strategy, and teams to scale your business with your host, Fazil Musa. Hey guys, welcome back to The Leverage Advantage. And today we're very humbled, very grateful, very honored to have Calvin Wayman with us. Now, Calvin is a best-selling author, keynote speaker, and social media entrepreneur. He owns Cobbs Media, a social media management agency designed for businesses and personal brands to stand out beyond 97% of everyone else on social media. Now, the most inspiring thing about Calvin is he's done it in such a short time. Just three years ago, Calvin was an employee and he felt stuck in a job that he wasn't passionate about He and he ultimately decided to give himself a chance. Now, how many of you can relate to being stuck in a job um, that you aren't passionate about? And the fact that Calvin's done it in, in a short three years means that if you follow the right steps, then you can do it too. Now, he's been featured in Entrepreneur Magazine, Social Media Examiner, The Huffington Post, and was even named one of the top 30 entrepreneurs under the age of 30. Uh, he recently ran a 50-mile ultra marathon. I couldn't run five miles uh, just, to, just <laughs> to challenge himself. And re re barely released his first book, which debuted on the Amazon Top 100 of all books in the success category. His book is called Fish Out of Water, The Guide to Achieving Breakthrough and Permanently Transforming into the New You. Welcome to the show, Kelvin. Brother, so pumped to be here. Thank you so much to have, for having me this morning. That's awesome, man. Look, look I, I'm extremely interested in, in how you went from being an employee to a highly successful entrepreneur in three months, right? Mm -hmm. uh, tell, tell three us about years. That. Well, Sorry. yeah. So, yes, yes. Tell three us about years. That. Yeah. Well, um, it, 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 it started with just a dream, right? Like I think there's a lot of people that are, might be listening, podcasts are usually listening to people on their way to work or working out or maybe in their day job. And it just started off like I was one of those people. I was somebody listening to podcasts, looking at YouTube videos, looking at people that had the life that I wanted to live that uh, similar to, again, similar to this podcast saying, man, I want to be there. And it just got to the point where enough was enough. Like I had learned enough. I had listened to enough podcasts and I had tried quote unquote side hustles and some of them worked. I dabbled into network marketing, got some results and stuff like that. But it just got to the point where I realized that I was not getting any younger. I had big ambitions and big goals and dreams. And I knew that the corporate world was not going to give those things to me. And so I just made a calculated decision and was like, you know what, For, I'm going to jump. And so I just quit my day job and didn't look back, scared the hell out of myself. I had a wife and a one-year-old at the time, a lot of student loans and debt. A lot of people are like, well, you must have had a big nest egg set up and everything. I didn't, but I used that pressure of being uncomfortable of being like, holy freaking shit, I've got to figure something out to figure something out. And so that's really where it started. And uh, I wouldn't be where I am today had I not made that decision. That's awesome, man. It reminds me of the story that Steve Harvey tells. You know, you know the one where he says, you're on a plane. Jump, right? Exactly. Exactly. Everything you want is down, is, is, is down on the ground. You're on the plane. But, you know, if you don't, if you don't jump, you're never going to get it. It's in your Bro, book. I got to see if I can. Yeah, I was just going to see if I can find it. I literally have a section on this. Yeah, I don't know. If, oh, there it is. I found it. If right. you, For those of you that are on the camera, I literally have a section 
right here that says just jump and it's the story of steve harvey that video had a big impact on me i actually have given a talk on it before to a small group of people Mm -hmm. Uh, i found that story after i'd quit my day job and i resonated with it and what um for people that are that are listening you're like what's the video you should totally just um youtube the video steve harvey jump but the 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 punchline in the video is if you are going to live the life that you feel like you're called to live, if you want to actually see your gifts being used to make impact on the world, then you have to jump. You have to jump off that cliff of life and leave safety. And then your parachute opens. Your parachute represents your gift, whatever that is. Your parachute that opens then helps you soar. So I love that uh i love that video because that's very similar to what it felt like when i finally quit my day job and was going after things that i was fired up about because then my true gifts could would could finally shine for the first time awesome but you know it's scary it's scary isn't it what were some of the biggest challenges you had to face when when you when you had to make that transition and you got a wife and a kid what was the biggest challenge that there were so many scary things. In fact, it's, <laughs> I don't necessarily recommend people to quit their day job. That's the opposite end of this because unless, unless you're prepared mentally and ready to face the emotional roller coaster, I mean, using the Steve Harvey analogy, part of the story of what he says, it was like, oh, by the way, you got to jump and that's when your gift opens up. That's when the parachute opens. But here's one caveat, something you got to know. Your parachute your gift will not open right away. I wish, yep. he says, I wish I could tell you it did, but it did. Yep. Yep. You're going to hit them rocks. Yep. You're going to get some skin torn off on them cliffs and you're going to get bleeding pretty bad, right? So you have a lot of those things. So most of the pain and the agony that I went through in that transition was, was mental and emotional. I, would, I went through so much emotional distress because I didn't know what the fuck I was going to do, quite frankly. I didn't know what the, what the thing was I was going to step into. I just knew that I, that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I just knew that I didn't want to be an employee anymore. And there, were, there was a, like a week in, in period that I was so out of it. Like I remember crying in my car, like just losing it as a grown man and I did, I was not really in touch with my emotions or anything at that point. And so it was a big shock. And I just remember bawling because I didn't know what I was going to do and rent was going to come up and all these other things were going to come up. And I was so anxious that I couldn't fall asleep at night, which was weird because I was used to sleeping to like nine or 10 in the morning and I was only getting like two hours of sleep. I remember my wife waking me up because I was soaking her with my own sweat because my brain just couldn't shut off. And during that one week, I remember I lost 10 pounds in a single week, not because I wasn't eating, but just because of stress. So I guess if, if you ever hit a plateau, on your weight loss, that's something you can try. Because <laughs> I remember being a weight loss and looking for the silver lining. I was like, well, I've been trying to lose that extra 10 pounds. That did it. So that's just a taste, I guess, to answer your question of like the, the struggle. I mean, there was ups and downs and a ton of it. Uh, in some ways, I'm glad I didn't know exactly how tough it would be 
being where I am now, I wouldn't change a thing because that fire is what gave me mental and emotional maturity to step into more of an entrepreneurship role. And here's the other thing. I'm still a baby and I've only been in it for three years. I'm just the new kid on the block. And so I'm still just getting started. There's still so much to do, so much to learn. So I'm just still a student of the game. So I haven't made it at all. In fact, that's why I even have this beard for people that are on video. I have this beard because it represents, I've never had a beard in my life, but I, I started growing a beard saying, this is my commitment that I'm going to create the life and the business that I want. And I am going to grow my beard out and not shave until I build a business that can make a million dollars within a 12 month period. So I cannot shave until I'm a millionaire. So I'm not there yet. So I'm still in the journey. And that's what I document on my YouTube show, Millionaire Case Study and stuff is that journey of, of going at it, being a student of the game and trying to make it happen. Awesome, man. I'm looking forward to the day you shave your beard. <laughs> Me too, man. My ultimate dream and vision, just to declare it out there, is I want Ellen DeGeneres to shave it. Like, nice. just because I like her. It, like, she represents good in the world, and she's had, inf like, she just represents people that can create big things. And, like, starting from a regular person, like, I started out as a regular dude, overweight in debt and stuff like that. And, yeah, I think that'd be cool. And I, I'm starting to declare that more so the day it happens, people can go back and see this podcast or something like that and be like, holy cow, maybe declaring it out there and having the vision is a, is a start. Maybe this whole thing isn't all about luck. So yeah, that's my, that'd be the ultimate, <laughs> the ultimate win if somehow some way Ellen got to be the, one of the people to take the first swipe off of it. Well, you put it, you've, you've put it out there. Hopefully we, we get yeah. there. I mean, there's, there's so much I want to ask you, you know, even, you know, just about the technical aspects of social media uh, marketing. But before I do that, sure. I just want to know, um, did you know what you were, what your gifts were before you, before you, 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 you jumped, right? Or did you have to figure it out on the way down? So what I've learned is, so I had an idea, right? I had an idea that I was great at sales, something that I wasn't great at naturally because I was homeschooled my entire life. And so I didn't have a lot of public interaction. So I was shy and awkward. I was like a closeted extrovert. Like, so very, I, I wanted to get out there and everything, but when I first got into sales, I sucked. But so when I was quitting my day job, I now had, excuse me, I now had like four or five years under my belt of figuring out how to sell. And so that was a gift or a talent, a developed talent that I knew that I had. And so I wanted to, I, th I thought maybe it would be into that route. And so I got into door-to-door -door sales. Uh, that's what I did. As soon as I or when I finally made a decision, I was like, okay, I'm going to move my family and my one-year-old, my wife and my one-year-old to Southern California from Utah, and I'm going to get in door-to-door -door sales. So I started um, doing selling solar door-to-door uh, -door in Southern California. Uh, some of my friends and family were like, dude, why did you go backwards? You were in a management job and you just left that cush security to do door-to-door -door sales, what you're doing. But what they didn't realize is, it was a big step forward for what I wanted to do. Because number one, 
I was now in my own business. I didn't have a boss telling me what to do. I had that freedom. So I had to develop the maturity of setting my own life, my own schedule. I did not make money unless I went out there. It didn't matter. And I had to perform. didn't matter if I put in 12 hours or 18 hours in a day if I didn't perform and get a deal. And that's life. I think that's entrepreneurship. So it was a great training ground. But to go deeper to your question, if I knew my gifts, what I've learned since then is as you take action on what you at least believe your gifts to be, then they unfold and evolve. You will never know exactly how capable you are by sitting on the sidelines, ever. Like, that's what I was doing most of my life. Going back to the beginning of this conversation, I was on my phone listening to podcasts and, and, and watching YouTube videos and reading 50 books a year. All of that was great in terms of mental preparation to get me going, but it compared nothing for two or three months in the actual real game of entrepreneurship. Those first two or three months, I learned way more and developed way more than five years previous of studying entrepreneurship from the sidelines. So that's the ultimate thing, the ultimate point to take away from that, I think, is you kind of have an idea of what your gift is, but the only way you're really going to discover it is by guessing, getting on the court, getting on the field, and taking action on it and letting it unfold. Awesome. That that's exactly that's exactly what my mentor taught me as well. Like, you know, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, maybe there's a principle there. Cool. <laughs> you never. You never. You're not. You know. How do you learn how to play football? You don't learn play, learn how to play football sitting on the sidelines. You got to get on the field and actually play football. But that, what do most people do, right? Most people are in the sidelines or worse, in the fucking stands pointing yeah. at people that are on the field and saying, they should do it this way and that way, you know? And that's what, one of the things that switches, right? You switch from getting to be the one to point at the bad entrepreneur, whether, oh, the Ty Lopez should do it that way or the Gary Vee should do it that way. Like when you're on the field and now people are pointing at you, it's a completely different ball game. You come down and do it, right? But, yeah, exactly. So and, and the other thing that you mentioned is this, right? You know, you, you listen to podcasts, you 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 read the books, and that's all just mental preparation. But here's the mm -hmm. thing I always tell my students is this. So I can teach you all the technique in the world. You know, I can teach you and you can go and execute it, but I can't teach you how to how to overcome struggle. That one you have to do yourself. You, you gotta know? experience it, right? Exactly. You gotta go through it. Exactly. You can't read it in a book. I can't teach you how to condition your mind, um, you know, to, to go through adversity. If you're not going through adversity, you can't read it. So, you know, that, life is a contact sport, brother. Absolutely. absolutely. You can't, you, you're, you're not going to, you can get mental preparation, as you said, to start to get you ready to jump in, but you're totally right. You're not, unless you can actually embody it and experience it through your whole system and you have shit on the line, you have stakes, and you have to succeed or, or like you have something at, again, like something at play, something at stake, like you're never going to be able to figure out how to deal with the adversity. So I totally agree with you. Awesome. Let's get, let's get into the techniques. Let's get into the strategy. Um, if there was one thing that, that, that a smaller medium enterprise could do with regards to their social media marketing, what is the thing that would give them the biggest return on investment? building a brand instead of building campaigns. So what I mean by that is 
most medium-sized small businesses or even people that barely get into business, the first thing they do, like almost 100% of new clients that come to us for our social media agency, let's say they let's say they are a business coach at a smaller level or even a dentist or a nonprofit organization. What most of these businesses do is they start a business page and it makes sense since it's a business page, they start posting what they do as a business. But here's the thing about social media and about humans in general, quite frankly, people don't give a shit about what you do just straight up, but they might care about who you are, what you stand for and what you believe in. So there's a really cool Ted talk that I'm a major fan of. It's a, by a guy Sinek. named Simon Sinek. Absolutely. Yeah. So you know what, what, what video I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. How, how great leaders inspire action. Exactly. Yeah. That video is something I have many of my new clients watch because it is the perfect example of how to begin to stand out on social media. I was just having a conversation with somebody yesterday about, yesterday about this because what most people do, again, they focus on the what, what I do. I'm the Absolutely. best uh, sales coach or fitness coach. I'm the best dentist or, or this is a nonprofit you should be involved in. Yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, nobody cares. But, and so Simon Sinek uses Apple as an example in that video, which I think is super important or, or it's applicable and it's easy to grasp. He's like, if, if Apple was like everybody else, then a marketing message would sound like this. In everything we do, we believe in challenge, or sorry, before that, if yeah. he, they were like uh, most computer companies, they would say something like, we build the best computers. Want to buy one? And you'd be like, no, not really. But that's not what they do. Instead, they get to the emotion, the why. They say, in everything we do, we believe in challenging the status quo. We believe in thinking differently. And because we believe in challenging the status quo and thinking differently, we create products that are simple to use, beautifully designed, and user-friendly. And we just so happen to create great computers. Want to buy one? And yeah, and it, they hooked me, like knowing Steve Jobs and knowing them, like I've been a loyal Apple person. I just got my brand new iPhone right here. My wife and I got him yesterday, paid cash for him because we just love him and we're like, we know we're going to keep it and all that stuff. So there's nothing that's ever going to make me switch because I love them as a business and what they stand for and what they believe in. People sh like I have other friends that show me all the time, like this is why this Android phone's better and stuff like that. I'm like, whatever. Like I don't even hear it because of I am <laughs> part of their camp. I have their core values and their beliefs as well. So how can a regular person or a new business use that same principle? where I have like blind faith for Apple, so to speak. You need to get clear on your core values, what you stand for, and what you believe in. That's what you gotta do. Because if you get clear on your core values, what you stand for and what you believe in, then suddenly you know what to post. The number one problem that people have is they know that if they wanna build a brand, they need to be out there consistently. But even though they know they need to be out there consistently, and be seen consistently, the problem they have is, well, how do I know how, I don't know what to post. I run out of ideas after a few days. How do I know? Well, once you know your core values and your beliefs, posting is easy. The consistency is easy because if it has something to do with your core values and your beliefs, just post about that. So 
that's something I would do. In fact, there's a really cool case study that if your listeners have like their phone out or they want to go to a, somebody's webpage, there's a client that we, <coughs> excuse me, there's a client that came to us a few months back. He had 79 likes on his Facebook page. If anybody wants to follow along, his name, um, his Facebook page is the Seth Campbell. So facebook.com forward slash the Seth Campbell. And we walked him through this exercise and we have a process to something called our deep dive where we deep dive into somebody to kind of pull out what their core values are. Most people have like two or three, maybe, maybe as many as five. But when we went through this process with Seth, um, Seth Campbell, he had one major core value and his core value was the greatest enemy is the average version of yourself. Like he hated average. And so we're like, sweet, that's it. So we just switched the type of content that was being posted. Instead of posting about what he did, which was selling like nutritional products, and he realized the reason I like nutritional products is because it makes you better than average, right? The reason I like the, my business I'm in, which is more entrepreneurial than is it's better than average of being an employee. But we just started posting about the, that your greatest enemy is the average version of yourself. And in about a year, he went from 79 likes to, what he's, um, to where he's at now, where as of this recording, he's over 18,000 likes. Almost all organic, by the way. Little bit of boosting. And the, th my, the thing that I think is, uh, is probably my favorite thing of all, besides the number of likes, is anybody can go buy likes, but I don't give a shit about the top line thing. Go to the content and look at the posts. Look at the five shares here, 10 shares here, 15 shares here, or 60 shares and all the comments. He has his tribe now. And how does he have his tribe? Because he got clear on his core value and beliefs and started talking about that and then started to attract other people that also believe that same thing. So tying, how does all this tie back to somebody that's listening to like listening right now? If you're building a business or, or you want to build a business, you have to develop, if you want to be in it for the long game, um, after like the market crashes and like th and things change and the product that you sell may, isn't going to be as in play as it was before, you want to have a brand. And the way you build a brand is instead of talking about what you do, talk about why and start attracting other people that believe the same things that you believe. Because when you do that, then you have a, a real tribe and anything that you come up with later down the road, you can offer it to them and you can grow that way. So hope that gives, you a, gives your listeners a little bit of a taste. That's awesome, man. Like, I mean, like you and I, uh, similar mindset, similar influences. Um, you know, I tell you what, whenever I have a new client, when I, well, whenever I have a new consulting client or a coaching client, the first thing I do is I tell them, go watch, go watch Simon Sinek's video. Right. And love it. It's not just it's not just about branding. We use it in in communication structure all the time. Not just not just in your marketing, but just when you're talking to your employees, when you're talking to oh, totally everybody. Really. Oh yeah yeah oh one hundred percent yeah it, it, that's what Simon Sinek's video is about. Like how do you inspire your how do great leaders inspire action? How did Martin Luther King get a movement behind him? How do leaders in different companies get their employees like avid about what they're about instead of just like just a day job that they're getting a paycheck. So yeah, you can apply that video to a lot of aspects. Awesome, man. Hey, uh, we've had a really great conversation. I know we can go a lot, lot, a lot longer, but we've got to wrap it up. Um, mm -hmm. If people want to find out more about you and what you do, where, where can they find you? Uh, first of all, I actually have a gift for your listeners. If they want to go deeper, 
if they want to go deeper into like social media strategy or how to um, stand out or even more of what we just talked about, I actually have a master class that I will do specifically for your audience. So, and this was, this is completely for free. Um, it'll be a master class called the four C's to social media success. So if they want to get that and get in the master class again, to get it, just go to calvinlayman.com forward slash the leverage advantage. So that's the name of the podcast, right? So if you go to calvinlayman.com forward slash the leverage advantage, then that will give you access or the ability to register for the masterclass to stand out on social media more. So that's probably the very best place to get more of me. Otherwise, if you're on social media, um, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, mostly that's where I hang out, um, or my website, Calvin Wayman. And then of course on that masterclass, calvinwayman.com forward slash the leverage advantage. Awesome. Thank you so much, Calvin. I'm really humbled, very grateful, very honored. I'm so happy to have met you. Uh, you know, to know that I have a kindred spirit all the way across the other side of the world. And thank you so much. Yeah, brother. Thank you so much for having me. Take care. You've been listening to The Leverage Advantage. If you are wanting to take yourself out of your business so that you can do more of what you love, head on over to theleverageadvantage.com to find out how you can use our leverage system to build a fully automated marketing machine for your business. Mm-hmm.